Hey, everybody. I'm Kelly Ellers. I'm Jeffrey Lunnan. And this is Volume Up by the Tease. Another week. Here we are. We did it. <laughs> and we're about to kill this week, too. Uh. I can feel it. How was your week? How was your weekend? Mother's Beautiful. Day? You know, my wife worked. Oh. Never. <laughs> Dang it. That You know what? Dang those doctors. That's, that's stuff, exactly right. Helping people. She's, Dang mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. She selfishly, though, wanted to be off and was like, this is the second year in a row I've had to work on Mother's Day. Don't they know? Oh. But it was great after she worked. Good. So, I'm you know. And how about glad you? Glad to hear that. It was great. I mean, Mother's Day is always kind of like, it's Mother's Day, but like, let's spend all day with mom. And I feel like it mm-hmm. should be like mom goes away for a little time to herself. Mm-hmm. And maybe that is just my maternal instincts <laughs> saying that. You're not um, alone. But, you know, it's it there's doesn't that... seem to be a restful day. <laughs> no, uh, there's that tweet that's going around of like, mommy really just wants like to be left alone in a hotel room with an Ambien or something, like something <laughs> yeah. to that. I mean, like... it doesn't sound terrible. <laughs> but alas, another Mother's mm. Day, we we got through. It was wonderful. Mm -hmm. And I would Mm -hmm. like to say, I might, I quite possibly have the most wonderful mother there is out there. So I know she listens to our podcast regularly. So this one's for you, Didi. Mm -hmm. Love that. Um, Your mom is wonderful. (laughs) My mom does not listen. So I'm not giving her a plug, (laughs) but she's great too. She'll never know. (laughs) She'll, she'll never know. And that's how we want to keep it. Uh, On last week's episode, we brought back Mickey Wright, host of the Beauty Superstars Talk, a podcast that's focused on race and diversity in the beauty industry. We'll be talking with her all month long as she reviews the beauty industry's successes and failures since George Floyd's death. Last week, she spoke with Naha winner Fatima Ampi about her salon's experience in Minneapolis, especially right around the time of his unfortunate uh, murder. This week's episode is titled Rising to the Top in Beauty, Fashion, and Entertainment with Crystal Wright, sponsored by the Black Beauty Expo. Go to beautysuperstars.com to learn more, listen, watch, and participate in these important conversations. It was such an important conversation. I mean, she is an absolute wealth of knowledge. I love that she's taken on really being a strong, powerful voice in our industry and really bringing those superstars forward. And she has quite the lineup for May. So, you know, head on over to Beauty Superstars Talk, another pod that is a friend of our pod, uh, and check out all the amazing interviews that she's going to be sharing this month. Yes. If you like learning more about the industry, those who are enacting change and creating a better world, make sure that you subscribe, rate, and review right here. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, at Read the Tease, and send questions to volumeupofthetease.com. Yeah. And speaking about creating a better world this week, I interviewed what I'm now calling the dynamic duo, two individuals Mm -hmm. who are change makers in our space and the brand that they are now at the helm of has been a change maker for a very long time. So Michaeline DeJoria, daughter of John Paul Mitchell Systems co-founder, John Paul DeJoria, recently named CEO of John Paul Mitchell Systems and Jason Yates is the newly minted president of John Paul Mitchell Systems and an industry veteran for over 30 years. So the two of them are going to riff on their new roles, what they have been doing in the industry um, for all this time. And, you know, they were an absolute delight to chat with tons of energy, amazing chemistry. And I know you're going to feel it. Before we get there, let's talk about something that's making its way across my Google alert. Uh, (laughs) It's about Alabama, and it's not something that you would think about Alabama. Uh, This news item is about rolling salons. Mm. And what they mean by that is mobile barbershops and salons and nail salons. Uh, So the top line of this is that there is legislation that's moving through uh, the state Senate in Alabama, which will likely legalize uh, mobile Barbershops, nail salons, hair salons. Um, we are very familiar with the concept of a food truck, less familiar with the concept of like a barber salon truck. However, I'm just going to be very honest with our listeners here, did not realize that it was not legal in many places, including Alabama. Yeah, I did not realize it, if it were legal or not legal, because I've got to say the concept didn't really 
cross my mind. Right. And I do believe that there's certainly probably a market for it, but I personally want to go to the salon. I want to leave my general vicinity, go to the salon, have the full experience, all of the smells, all of the sounds, all of it. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I probably will not be a patron. And here's my other question or thing to think about. Mm -hmm. Does the rolling salon show up in your driveway? And if so, the rolling salon for me would be there for many hours, possibly with intrigue from my neighbors. So very likely, <laughs> I would imagine that they might be trying to make an appointment while you're having yours. Uh, no, that's I mean, I think there's something to be said, obviously, about the salon experience, going, the pampering, the self-care, the community, all of those things. It's what we love about going to physical spaces. Um, there's also something to be said about the sort of entrepreneurial nature of this enterprise and like barbers slash hairstylists or nail techs that are out there that have been struggling during the pandemic. This might be a way to really get in um, and meet their clients wherever the heck they actually are, literally. Uh, So we love that, right? Like the creative spirit is there and that's something to be embraced. I myself would not mind if my barber showed up outside yeah, um, it's and a I sat in it. Thing. I mean, no, right? for sure. You're just like, hey, okay. Mm. Right. I also am in the rare sort of position of being able to like walk to my barbershop right now, which oh, is another okay. story for another day. Um, it's very, very close. However, <laughs> if that were not the case and I could not, for whatever reason, get out to go to my shop, like this would be an interesting thing. And again, I didn't realize that this was not regulated. Right. So because, here we are. You know, our, I, there are like dog groomer, they have a mobile option, which I've honestly never done, but it's always crossed my mind how simple mm-hmm. it would be. And mm-hmm. so again, creative entrepreneurial thought there in the fact that, Hey, we've got our groceries delivered, right. no, for sure. food delivered. Like we literally have everything delivered. So I think that, you know, I'm going to go back on my too. initial thought. Now we got our haircuts delivered. So, <laughs> all right, fine. You it's less it. invasive than the data mining Amazon approach, right? Like, I mean, I Indeed. feel like that, that, that I didn't want to really get around. That I felt like was too much. But this seems like, sure, like if we're doing it safely, like all the power to you. And yeah, like if we can have a food truck for everything. Like, yeah, just, you know, get a haircut. Never know, never know what's going to show up at your driveway. You never know. What's Although next? I live, <laughs> I live in LA, and the taco trucks are notorious for their different oh. like honking. Sound. No way. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's like an elaborate, you know, not like the ice cream truck with its, but it's you know honk honk, but oh. it's all of these different songs. What I'm getting at is, who's gonna have like the unique barber yeah. shop or hair salon honk to alert that you is to something the fact that they've arrived? That I potentially would have never thought about in my entire life. And I'm so glad that you brought it to the table. What is your favorite taco truck sound? Like when you hear it, is it like Pavlov's dog where you're like, I need a taco or no? It's, I mean, it, it does trigger that I know that there are tacos in my very near, near vicinity. Um, and there are two different trucks that hit mm-hmm. this construction site that is across from my apartment unit complex thing. So one is first thing in the morning. So it's like breakfast stuff and then it's lunch. But I don't really, I couldn't tell you what the songs are. I just recognize them (laughs) that like, oh, it's taco truck time. You know, does it make you hungry? Sometimes. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you know, I also live very close to iced coffee, but what I'm getting at is if there were an iced coffee truck, (laughs) not an ice cream truck, I would drop everything. That would be a You would click <laughs> off your Zoom and you would go. Gotta go. <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. <laughs> Some hard hitting stuff there. Well, yes, really. again, we're we're excited to see sort of how things develop in it in Alabama, specifically about mobile shops. Curious to see if this trend sort of explodes across the country. Uh, we'll see sort of as this develops and and keep you guys alerted, abreast of the situation. You got it. We will keep you guys updated as regards this trend and whether or not it takes off across the country. Our editorial team has been tracking all sorts of other stories related to hair, beauty, and all things culture on thetease.com. This week, we're going to dive into some of our favorites from the site. Kelly, what are you obsessed with on the site right now? 
So what I'm loving is our Tease Tours, and it's a regular occurring series. And this week, we checked out Boss Hair Group in Chicago. So it's located in the ultra-stylish River North neighborhood of Chicago. Love that area. Um, and it's called, as I mentioned, the Boss Hair Group. And it's a what they call a buzzy hair hotspot. And it's the brainchild of an award-winning colorist, John Blue. And what I love about John is that he is coined himself as the resident brunette whisperer. And for all us brunettes out there, we haven't had a whisperer, right? It's always been just the blondes. So thank you, John. We appreciate that. Uh, But his salon, uh, we give the interiors a look. Geometric lines. And Jeff, you're going to love this. Color blocked walls, Mm -hmm. which are David Mm -hmm. Mm Bowie-esque. It's beautiful. There's bolts of gold littered throughout the space, which... I know you're a fan. 100% cruelty-free salon as well, recycling 95% of their waste, and they're doing a killer job. So congrats to everyone over at the Boss Hair Group in Chicago. Love the tea stores. So many good stories. Really interesting places from across the U.S. But yeah, the Boss Hair Group in Chicago, beautiful space. And as you said, I'm really digging the Bowie vibes. (laughs) Yep. Uh, So what I'm, this actually vibes with your article, Kelly. I'm very interested in a piece called Disco offers effective skincare products for men who care. I'm a man who cares about skincare. Surprise. You're not. No. But the deal is Disco, David Bowie, like we're, you know, we're in that same space. The article is about basically the rundown on the brand, who founded it, in this case, Benjamin Smith. Uh, It's ethos, which is providing powerful natural products that are formulated for men's skin. They don't just slap for men on their products. Things are designed for guys. They're vegan, cruelty-free, natural, sustainable, all the things that the modern man loves uh, and expects from brands. The ingredients are powerful. They are naturally derived, which is important, at least for me. Uh, And they've got everything from skincare, face cream stuff to body care, like body wash and deodorants. Uh, So I feel like it was worth my read, worth my time to read it. Uh, I feel like it's probably worth yours too. And then you should check out their Instagram, which is at Let's Disco, which is just fun. That is fun. Cool handle secured there, right? Yeah. I mean, the marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And the branding, it's beautiful. Like the packaging, (laughs) I'm I'm into all of it. But yeah, read more about it on the tees.com. All right. So my my next up is Jamika Wilson and Mia Neal made history with the hair and makeup Oscar win. I know the Oscars are a couple of weeks in the past. But it's such a big deal. It's a big deal. So in Oscar history, a black stylist has never won, let alone been nominated for an award in the best makeup and hair styling category, which is a damn shame and very shocking, but they crushed it. They got, they claimed the top honor. So they, they both became the first black women to be nominated for an Oscar, as I mentioned, for makeup and hairstyling in their work in Netflix, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, alongside makeup artist Sergio Lopez Riviera. So they were styling Viola Davis. I mean, Amazing, right? The looks are so great. You got to check them out on the tease.com. Neil said she created a hundred wigs for the film, which included two that were made especially for Davis. In fact, um, they stayed so true to the character that they were actually horsehair wigs. That's what she told Vogue. Um, so she ended up importing horsehair directly to England. Um, so pretty crazy. So go check it out on the tease.com. Love that story. So many good things. As always, we thank our hardworking editors for bringing you all the news that you care about, whether you're a pro or consumer. Head to thetees.com. Tons of stuff to, to get into. All right. So we're ready for what I, again, what I'm calling the new dynamic duo at John Paul Mitchell Systems. I'm super excited for you to listen to Michaeline and Jason as they tell us about their new role and the direction that the brand is headed in 2021 and beyond. Um, today in the podcast, we've got two phenomenal guests. Um, I'm honored for your time. As we were chatting before, I know that you are incredibly busy and doing wonderful things for not just our industry, but for the world in general. So welcome to both of you. Um, I would love to have you introduce yourselves and a quick bio, and uh, we'll take it from there. Thank you for having us. My name is Michaeline DiGioria. I'm the CEO of John Paul Mitchell Systems. 
mom of three kids. I have to put Ooh, that in there. All right. Shout out to the working moms. <laughs> and I'm lucky enough to work with this guy to my right. Hi, uh, I'm Jason Yates. I'm president of John Paul Mitchell Systems, proudly a hairdresser. I still have a license, something that's really, really <laughs> important to me. Uh, I've been in this industry since I was 15 years old. So a little over 30 years now. It's been an incredible ride. Spent the first 15 years behind the chair. And then the last almost 20 years working with manufacturers and the last nine years working very closely with Michaelina at John Paul Mitchell Systems. Wonderful. All right. I can see you've got some good energy. I mean, our, our listeners aren't going to see it, but I can see it and feel it. Oh yeah. We <laughs> have fun. electric. You can feel it through your AirPods or however you're listening. Yeah, we have fun. We love what we do and who yeah. we do it with. For so, sure. And who we do it for. Yes. So, yeah. It's amazing. And in, in knowing, you know, been in the industry a little over a decade, but anyone I run into from um, JPMS, they radiate that same energy. So kudos to you. It's not easy to build an empire and to keep and retain incredible talent. And that, that is, that is exuding from everyone that I meet in the organization. So kudos to you. Nice to hear. We love our people very, very much. I think they feel that. They do. Yeah. I think think we take uh, great pride over, our most important resource, which is people. And mm-hmm. uh, we're really careful when we hire and it, and it has to be a, a cultural fit. You know, we have very little turnover in the company. You know, I'm still yeah. one of the new guys. I've been here nine mm-hmm. years. So wow. it's, uh, it's crazy. We're, we're having a town hall next week and we're celebrating people who've been here 35 plus years. How many companies can say that? So it's yeah. Uh, yeah. really a special place. It yeah. really is. We're really, when we hire, we're really recruiting a family member. We're not recruiting a staff member. Our mentality is very different in that way. I love that. The unique ways in which we operate still like a small business. It's kind of what makes us unique. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. So um, there's some changes over there at JPMS. (laughs) (laughs) It's been, I mean, you kicked off 2021 with the bang. So both of you in new roles, Um, Michaeline, I would love to know, first of all, it's got to be good to say CEO and mom of three. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I say it like a hundred <laughs> times a day. <laughs> Still riding that way for sure. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about, I mean, your journey, obviously very, very close. Your father started the company. I mean, it's an honor to be in his presence, let alone I'm sure as a parent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I would love to know a little bit about your upbringing and uh, kind of your journey to get here. Sure. So I was quite literally born into the business. I've been an unofficial employee here since birth from <laughs> testing products. Baby Don't Cry started with me. No um, way. And All detangler, right. yes, because four-year-old me hated to wash my hair and I had thick, wavy ones. So I really jumped in with both feet. Uh, I loved this company from day one, from my very first breath, I remember saying to my parents, like, I'm going to be the boss of Paul Mitchell. I'm going to be the boss of Paul Mitchell. It's just always what I wanted to do. Um, I'd come to the office any chance I could. I'd work here in the summers. I'd help with the phones. I'd just walk around even as a preschool age child and just want to hang out with people in their offices and absorb as much as I could. Um, when I officially started with the company, um, I had graduated. I had three degrees of study in college came straight to here. Um, they didn't actually offer me a job. I just showed up to the office and started doing stuff. I mean, and you I had a key. Me. Did you have a key at that point or no? no? They just the had to let you in. Open during business hours. <laughs> I just showed up. I was like, that desk is empty. So, um, eventually they put me on payroll because I just was here every day. Um, and for me, it was really, really important. I knew what I wanted to end up doing, which was leading the company. And I wanted to know every bit of the company before I did. So I took the time to spend it in the warehouse, to spend it with purchasing, to spend with creative, with sales areas that I love and enjoy or areas that didn't seem very interesting to me, or I wasn't very strong in. I often said that I I never felt that I could be an effective leader or make the best decisions unless I understand the complete implications of what those decisions are. And there's a huge domino effect that I think a lot of leaders forget about when they make decisions. Something as simple as a bottle color affects everyone and it affects Mm -hmm. a lot of things. So my journey to get here has been strong and steady from day one. And I've learned as much as I could along the way. Um, I was director of future development for a while, director of strategic planning and integration for a while. We really like to make up titles at this (laughs) point. And then I became vice chairman, I don't know, six-ish, seven-ish, whatever, years ago. And then um, 
fun surprise. Last month at a board meeting, they decided to tell Jason and I that we are CEO and president. So dream wow. for me. And I always yeah. dreamed that if I was CEO, that Jason would be my president. So this worked out oh. really well. I Ooh. picked him with that intention in mind. So okay. we made it. That's a goosebump moment. I have goosebumps and I'm not the president or the CEO. So <laughs> it was great. It That's was really great. great. Yeah. I, I, I have goosebumps too still today when, uh, I'm like, pinch me. I was like, really? I'm, I'm the president of John Paul Mitchell Systems. Yeah. It's like unbelievable. Like they and think we're grown up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In all seriousness, I, I think it's testament to John Paul DeJuria and Angus Mitchell mm-hmm. staying true to their mission of really trying to help salons and stylists everywhere across, across the globe. And having, um, you know, hairdressers and executive roles is, is not something that's commonplace in our industry. Yet it's really important that you have a good blend of um, talent on the executive team. And we certainly have lots of smart people with lots of mm-hmm. degrees and lots of, you know, lots of different experiences. But then we also have some hairdressers too. And mm-hmm. having, having hairdressers in those positions, I think is really important because at the end of the day, hairdressers are our customers and everything yeah. we do starts and ends with how can we yeah. make salons more successful. So I, I think the fact that John Paul puts that much trust in me and in, in the rest of the team, yeah. I, I think s- says how important hairdressers are to us as a company. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, Jason, I'm going to get to your bio too, but just to build on that, I think that, you know, from an outsider perspective and in the media and agency side and working with a multitude of manufacturers across the year, years. It's interesting because you do see those that rise to the top that do have hairdressers in leadership positions, right? You can't forget about the end consumer and, and you see some go by the wayside that maybe do forget that. And so that's a true testament to, to the core philosophy of your business. Yeah. We're here because of them. So we gladly serve them. Yeah. Yeah. We think it's important to have that balance for sure. Yeah. So Jason, tell us a little bit about, I know hairdresser, I, I sense a bit of an accent. So tell us where, where you started, how you got here as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm originally from the UK. I've been in the States almost 20 years now. It's okay. been 20 years in March, next March coming around. So yeah, I uh, I started age 15 behind the chair. I did uh, an apprenticeship. So I finished high school early and did oh. a full three-year apprenticeship. That was quite commonplace in the UK. Okay. So it was tough. You know, I think I, I worked for a, a chain of salons. They had 22 locations. Okay. I got a brilliant mm-hmm. education. But the year that I uh, graduated, there was like 30 of us and only like five made it. It's like being in the oh. Marines or something. It's like <laughs> they, they have you, you know, so I can relate folding towels, making mm-hmm. tea, cleaning toilets, you know, human section clip. I just a whole section <laughs> for stylists all day. But what that taught me is I really got to know the pace of a real salon right from the word go. And I got to, you know, see great people doing great work at each and every day. And it also, you know, if you didn't love being a hairdresser, you would have quit. So, you know, right away, I I love the industry. Um, I I excelled in it. By the time I was 20, I was a manager of a salon. By the time I was 25, I was running all 22 locations. Wow. Uh, At the same time that I was progressing in my behind the chair career, I also started entering competitions and I actually won a national competition in the UK and that kind of thrust me onto a stage and a platform. And that's how I got involved with a manufacturer. First of all, I worked for a company in the UK, uh, a German company. I won't mention the name, but I I did some, uh, some stage shows with them and it actually led me to another company that led me to America. And the first uh, 11 years I worked in America, I started in uh, shows and education and then quickly, I, I had such a passion for product um, and got very much into product development. And, you know, I, I was doing marketing before I even knew what it was. It just kind of came naturally to me. So I, I kind of gravitated from shows and education to sales and marketing. And then when I uh, joined John Paul Mitchell Systems nine years ago now, I my first role was VP of marketing, which was a huge okay 
you know, a huge uh, privilege mm-hmm. at the time to be trusted with the marketing for, for this great company. And actually, the first call I had with anybody at John Paul Mitchell Systems was Michaeline. I had a phone ah. interview with Michaeline and Luke Jacob Ballas, who was While the president. While you were on your honeymoon. While I was no. on my honeymoon. Come on. And, uh, All right. Yeah, so <laughs> I, got, I got married in the May and uh, accepted the position like two weeks after uh, at John Paul Mitchell Systems. <laughs> and I was living in Texas at the time and moved yeah. across the country to California and uh, never wow. moved back since. And, you know, just the best decision I ever made because I've always loved this industry. And, you know, for me, it was important to support a company that had the same uh, principles as me. And uh, I really feel like I found my home at John Paul Mitchell Systems because they they really believe in what they say mm-hmm. they're going to do. They stick to it and, and yeah. they do it. And there's so many companies that, that start that way. And then when they become successful, they kind of forget what brought them to the dance. And that's one thing that's a non-negotiable for JP is, you yeah. know, we, we've always got a stylist comes first, salon comes first. And I love that. Mm-hmm, it's very yeah. clear for us. Yeah, that's amazing. So it, I think it'd be hard to tell tell a guy on his honeymoon he didn't get the job, right? Yeah, maybe that's <laughs> why I got the job. I just didn't want to let so me down. Bad. Yeah. We were like, we don't want to mess up your vacation. <laughs> no, we didn't even tell him until after. He it took a little bit. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so in, in other words of supporting the stylist and kind of remembering who brought you to the dance, as you mentioned, tell me a little bit about, you know, COVID. I know that you had your $4 million salon jumpstart stimulus program that you launched and helped the industry with. So would love to know kind of where that came from and and how it did help the industry during last year. I'll actually let Jason take it because it was his brilliant idea. I still remember the day he called me with it. So yeah, well, go for it. It it was definitely a team effort, but uh, (laughs) you know, obviously what happened last year was unprecedented. It was not planned for. And and the beauty of John Paul Mitchell Systems is we're a company of people and people who care. Mm -hmm. And very quickly we realized that salons were hurting Uh, people were scared and nervous and and we wanted to do what we could immediately to let salons and stylists know we had their back and furthermore also our people in the company as well Mm -hmm. that that was really really impressive for me to see how JP and Angus just stepped up Mm -hmm. Um, you know we we were um, looking at everything across the world shutting down our sales channels shutting down overnight and never was there a thought of how do we cut resources the first yeah. thing we thought about is how do we protect our customers mm-hmm. so that when this blows over, we still have customers. Yeah, so um, we knew we had gathering that was almost certainly going to be canceled and we'd earmarked money for that. Mm-hmm. So uh, very quickly, we, we got on the phone with John Paul and Angus and said, listen, we were going to spend you know, a lot of money at gathering. Can we take that money? I know our sales have completely stopped, but we want to take that money and we want to reinvest it into our salon network and put together a salon stimulus jumpstart program. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, that's what's so great about this company, a two minute phone call. And I got a yes from both of them. (laughs) We were doing all this, by the way, remotely from home, which was brand new. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also at the same time, we were producing the hand sanitizer in like a month and and giving it away to first responders. So I felt like our reaction was really, really something yeah. to be proud of. I, I'm certainly proud of what the team yeah. did and accomplished, but the, the overwhelming response we got from salons all over the world is like, wow, you guys didn't even hesitate. Yeah. You, you know, you, you did what you said you were always going to do and you were there for us. Absolutely. I think a lot of companies in that moment when everything first started falling apart was thinking, how do we save the most money? Yes. Our first, it wasn't, I truly honest, my hand to God can say that wasn't even something that we first discussed ever. Our first thought was how do we save the most amount of people? So our people, industry people, we are like, we need to put money into supporting the industry so that it can stay strong and be in its best position to rebuild once things do open back up. We need yeah. to make sure that our team is supported and that our team feels safe. And we, we almost went into like parent mode, right? Like from the very beginning, we were like, I, you know, put a video out to everyone. I was like, we are going to be fine. This is what's going to happen. I was like, we're putting money into here and steer the course. And I, our team is, was phenomenal. And again, I I think what was important is, you know, having run salons myself and a lot of our executive team been there, 
we realized that salons are closed right now. And we were reaching out and giving them words of encouragement and education. Then we realized they need more than just education. Mm -hmm. We did yeah. that very quickly, but we also realized, well, when they come back, the last thing they're going to want to do is buy product, Yeah, you know? So right. if we can give them enough product to, to take that worry away from them, it gets them up and running quickly where they can start to perform services and get revenue. And then we also followed up with allowing them to buy hair color uh, at 50% off after for an extended period of time. Okay. Same, same thing with all their retail products. We extended large discounts and we didn't ask them to pass that discount onto the consumer because we wanted okay. them to build margin so they could quickly recover from the yeah. losses during the shutdown. So I think it was a really good strategy the team came yeah. up with and it was very well received. And, yeah. you know, we have thousands of love notes and videos from <laughs> some salons where they're literally crying saying, yeah. you made a big difference in yeah. my life. You know, and that, that really warms yeah. up. Yeah. That, that really kind of carried us mentally through COVID. Yeah. It was so stressful yeah. to get these yeah. lovely videos and be like, okay. But yeah, we acted quickly because we wanted our team, whether they be customers or team members here at JPMS to feel like they had a life raft before they even started yeah. to feel like they were drowning. Yeah. Like first things first, we're like, we're here, we're going to be fine. Here's support for you. And here's a way to help you reopen and just to be human with them and check in and see, you know, how are you? How are your kids yeah. doing? What do you need? It's important. Yeah. The other mm -hmm. thing that I thought was tremendous, you know, we have a large network of educators and a large network of field salespeople that were all of mm -hmm. a sudden had nothing to do. So what we had them do is reach out and just be that human on the other end of the huh. phone to yeah. all our customers. And, and we said, this is what we want you to do. And you can't go to visit salons. They're closed. Call every single salon you've got mm. and, and just check in with them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How are you? What wow. can I do for you? And yeah. we, we literally did that right away. We also deployed our educators to do that as well. And I think we touched all the salons in our yeah. network very well. Wow. And we tried yeah. to keep a regular cadence going. Yep. And then we also did roundtables where we would bring salon owners together with our people to kind of share stories and, and kind of help each other through the tough time. Yeah, we supported um, each other as a family. We definitely didn't look to save ourselves as a business. It was a yeah. very different mindset and it, yeah. we feel really good about it. Yeah, I think, you know, facing that, I mean, it is a very different mindset, especially from a company the size of yours, right? To say, ah, let's stop all our spending. Let's see where we can cut. But rather you poured it back into, into the industry, which will hopefully serve you 10 times over, you know? So yeah. Or to our people at the end of the year, that would be great. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, that is, that's amazing. Cause I do think some manufacturers were putting out, Hey, affiliate programs, and we'll cut you in 10%. If, if, you know, you can sell X products and that's great. Um, but also, um, you know, still, still a hustle to sell products at that time versus yeah. giving them the tools they need for their business. So yeah. yeah. One, one of the things that, I think was, and again, I'm going to brag on my Colleen because I think she's a visionary and, and she's she's really predicted a lot of the things that would happen in our industry at ahead of the time. And I felt like we were really a leader in e-commerce. Mm -hmm. You know, we, mm -hmm. we set up our business with Amazon directly almost four years ago now, and we yeah. had an affiliate program from the get-go. That was yeah. very important to us. We realized e-commerce was not going away and we had no control over products being sold through e-commerce. So us working directly with Amazon, we believe, and it certainly helped during uh, the pandemic, yeah. but we, we protected our price point in the market okay. and redirected profits back to salons. This is before COVID. Hmm. And then of course, when COVID happened, that was the only way to consume products. A, a lot of manufacturers that hadn't did that were scrambling to come up yeah. with programs. So that was already in the bag before yeah. COVID. Yeah. So what we saw during COVID was a greater adoption of salons saying, wow, yeah. I get it. You guys have been talking about this for a long time. Mm -hmm. Now, now I get it. Now I see why I need to be part of it. So we actually got a, a, a lot of, you know, new accounts from, from right. what happened because we were, we were already doing it. And word of mouth, people saying, oh, your, your company isn't calling you to check in. We're like, this lady ah. helped me. Yeah. Just ask yeah. me about my dad, who she remembered yeah. from three months ago, the conversation. Now this company's giving me stuff and checking in on me. And, you know, it meant a lot to people at the time. Right. Yeah. That's humanizing the brand at scale. 
yeah. for sure, <laughs> which is not easy to do. So no. again, <laughs> kudos to you. I know that you've been up to some other things during COVID. Um, for example, your clean beauty line, um, Paul Mitchell Clean Beauty. Would love to know kind of where that came from. I know sustainability is certainly a pillar of, of the company, um, but tell me a little bit more about clean beauty. Um, so clean beauty was our first delve into the clean beauty space. Hence the name wanted to keep it pretty simple and straightforward. Um, it's a really cool little partnership. Actually, we work with a biodynamic farm manufacturer mm. out of Italy. So okay. we have organic botanicals. We have, um, sugar cane based packaging, which is cool. amazing and sustainable and biodegradable, um, farm to a bottle is what we're calling it. Oh, That's I like that. Table, but for your yeah. hair. Yeah. Um, and it was great. It's, you know, it's hard to find the right balance between performance and sustainability. It really sure. is, especially in the cosmetics and hair space. And we were so proud when we had finally gotten to a place where we found these formulas for all hair types. We had four categories. We had a complete offering. Stylers are coming. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's just, it's products you can feel good about putting down your drain and onto your okay. hair. And it's, you know, we want to make sure everybody has something when they come to the JPMS portfolio. And this yep. was a nice way to round that out and to build upon for future lines and development. Great. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to build on <laughs> that too. So Clean Beauty is a very exciting line for, for, for John Paul Mitchell Systems. You know, I think people forget that John Paul Mitchell Systems is the original company that, that cared about the planet. I mean, yeah. now it's cool to not test on animals. We've never tested on animals since 1980. John Paul has always given back to the planet and believed in a better, better world to live in. So I, I felt like it's great to see more consumer awareness around sustainability and clean beauty. And, uh, you know, more consumers are wanting that, more stylists are wanting that. Sure. So we felt as the leader in uh, care and style um, brand positioning in the U.S., we felt we needed a strong play in that. So sure. clean beauty, um, you know, is our first foray into you know, clean, sustainable, uh, next level of, of John Paul Mitchell systems. And as Michaeline said, we found a great partner that we're working with on manufacturing. And the reason we went with that particular manufacturer is the fact that we have great control over uh, the clean manufacturing processes. Okay. All the ingredients are sourced at the natural ingredients are sourced at a farm that is also part of the manufacturing plant. It's really, wow. really cool. And also what was exciting for us, we've moved to PCR packaging with, with most of the brands, but uh, th this packaging on Clean Beauty is a little different. It's uh, bioplastic, which is harvested from oh. sugarcane so, mm. and it's fully recyclable. So it, it's kind of unique because the sugarcane that's planted to turn into the bottles also helps clean the planet as well by offsetting offsetting mm. its carbon footprint. So it's, it's really more of a full circle approach to yeah. Uh, sustainability. Yeah. It sounds much more in depth than just sort of putting a clean label on oh, it, right. Yeah. Or just because yeah. yeah, <laughs> there's gotta be that out there. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of companies that have introduced things into mm -hmm. the, the space and they'll have some of those boxes checks. Like yeah. we don't test on animals or PCR packaging or free from we really wanted to to nail everything and I check think them all beauty, mm -hmm. yeah. we've got the free from taken care of we've got the bioplastic which is, is is not just recyclable but it's renewable and it also mm. offsets the carbon footprint and then the botanical ingredients the clean manufacturing process of how we manufacture these products uh so it's yeah it's and it's even though we launched it in the middle of a pandemic which is <laughs> you would think is the worst time the product's actually doing really well wow quietly. all right yeah yeah, yeah it's that's great. awesome yeah. okay so different over here yeah yeah i like it i mean the visionary part is there i mean you were square on with that one as well so the stimulus package you've got the clean beauty and now the venture into ai technology with hair ai so tell us about that as well the one thing that uh, stylists have struggled with since I've been in the industry is professional recommendation. You know, some yeah. stylists yeah. feel like they're not salespeople, they're artists. And, you know, I, I don't think they should look at it that way. It's a professional recommendation. They're protecting their guests' investment in their hair color and hair style to take good products home with them. But what we wanted to do is really take the burden off the stylist of having to do that um, yeah. hard sell, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So we, we, we partnered with a company 
And we have a device now called Hair AI, which uses artificial intelligence. Mm. This device clips on any smartphone and there's an app that comes with it that basically allows you to do an analysis with the guest when you sit in the chair. And based upon that analysis, it takes about 30 seconds to answer about five questions. It's Mm. an online quiz. You take a picture of the hair and it gives um, a scientific measurement of the condition of the hair, wow. therefore taking some of the pressure off the stylist and saying, sure. you know, your hair's dry, you need X. Yeah, yeah. Hair AI has diagnosed your hair and it has the following needs. And these are the recommendations of products from John Paul Mitchell Systems That's cool. to be able to address those needs. So I think it really takes that professional recommendation to the next level. And um in some of the salons we've beta tested in, we've seen a, a great conversion in uh, yeah. take-home sales. So again, we're, we're trying to keep that sale in the salon, help um, stylists to recommend products through the device on every single guest. And, you know, the, the best salons in the world, even before COVID, would celebrating 20% take-home. That means 80% of the people walking out the door without any products. Yeah. That's a huge opportunity for salons and salons need that revenue now more than ever. Mm -hmm. So we really believe that hair AI is a device that's going to enable them to, uh, to convert on more take home sales behind the chair. Mm -hmm. And also in the future, hair AI is, this is just hair AI 1.0. There's more things coming that are going to help build the average service ticket, increase frequency of visit. And, uh, you know, again, everything we're doing, we're trying to help salons become more successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's great. Okay. And then the last one, the one and only Winnie Harlow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I did watch the video with you, Michael Eden, and saying like, this was, this was the one, this is who oh, I wanted. Such um, a fun day. I can't imagine. Great. Yeah. So tell us about why Winnie is your first global ambassador. So that's an easy one for me. So okay. I've always seen Winnie like through media, through TV, through what, and just thought she was so striking. She's Mm -hmm. so beautiful. And just the way that she emulates her strength and her self-love and appreciation with such an ease and grace Mm -hmm. about her. It's really, really special. She's not someone who's out there with a very loud voice, Mm -hmm. but she has such a strong voice. And I think that when she speaks, people really listen because she has such wonderful things to say. And she just organically emulates that so beautifully. So I've always admired her personally and thought Mm -hmm. she was just so gorgeous. And then, um, I had this idea, oh, we've never done this before, (laughs) but maybe we could get Winnie to be our first ever global ambassador. So we asked, can't hurt to ask. Yeah. She said, yes. I was the most excited girl in the world. And <laughs> like two weeks later, we had our first shoot. And then it was this, like we really hit the ground running. Wow. She's been awesome. She and Caesar both, who we've also brought on as part of our team this year. Um, they have beautiful chemistry together as a stylist and client. They're friends. Um, and okay. you just, you see such a deep appreciation and playfulness with how they tackle her hair. And I yeah. love that. I love that she embraces different looks mm-hmm. and that she really is open about, I felt like being kind of a boss bee today. So I put on a pixie <laughs> wig. I yeah, felt like right. being a little sexy, a little shy. And that's great. That's what we want. We as a company, I can't stress this enough. We've never been about telling people what they should look like or what they should do with their hair. We have okay. always been about making fun tools and toys for people to play with Mm -hmm. so that they can express themselves through their hair, however they're feeling that way in that day. So Winnie was just a really perfect Perfect. fit for that. And I'm grateful and thrilled. She's been lovely to work with and for her to share our message is truly an honor. So who do you think was more nervous to meet who? You to her? I was more nervous. (laughs) I think I was more nervous. Yes. That's amazing. Yes. And then when I, I had to take pictures with her. I was like, thank you guys. That's great. <laughs> Nothing better than having to take pictures with supermodels under studio yeah. lights. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. And um, I got a flat tire on my way there. So I was extra worked. I was like, come on. <laughs> it was still a great day. She was right at home. It was like, we were old friends. All right. So now that the two of you are at the helm, um, what are some changes or ideas that, that are, that are going to come next for you? I mean, you had a big 2020 amid a pandemic. You still crushed it with many things. Even bigger. 
Thank you. <laughs> 21's even bigger. I could spend endless amounts of days on this. So I'll keep my answer really quick. Okay. I am very much an outside the box thinker. I think it can't hurt to try it as long as it's not hurting anybody. So yep. I'm open to all different kinds of ideas. Things that we're looking at now is with innovation in product, in process, okay. in people, in education across the board in markets and specific niches within the industry, we are going to go hard and heavy and tackle things that cool. we never have before and reach a wider audience and just show them more of us. I think Jason had a good mm -hmm. point earlier. A lot of companies are now saying, oh, look at us. We're doing this great stuff. We're kind of the opposite. People tend to forget yeah. because we've just done it for so long. We've done it since day one. And we actually used to get mocked and ridiculed for it, believe it or not. And 80 hmm. people thought it was so silly and non-professional to not test on animals, but we stuck with it. People thought it was so silly to not just go retail because we made a, a handshake by word promise through JPMS and the stylist huh. that we commit to them, but we stick with it and we have always done that. So I yeah. want to be better about sharing our message and just reaching mm -hmm. new people yeah. and looking at all new, bigger, wider ways we can do things. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Great. I, I'm really excited about the future. Yeah. You know, we, we, we had a I, I think a great year in 2020, considering everything. Uh, we've got some great things in place. We still lead in care and style. Our, our brand consumer awareness and popularity is at an all-time high. That's something really to build off. And I think yeah. Queen Beauty is going to help us continue to do that with the Paul Mitchell brand. Tea trees on fire. But but the one thing that you might not think of when you think of Paul Mitchell as professional products and hair color. But let me tell you, we we made a bet about five years ago that we want to work with hair color. Michaeline has really enabled us to uh, invest heavily in technology, in portfolio. Uh, we really think we have the right to win. And we've seen uh, a big um, surge in color sales, professional okay. sales. We're actually, we, you know, we lead in care and style. We're used to that number one spot. We're not yeah. number one in color yet. Yet. But yet. Yeah, but we are, <laughs> we are fastly approaching the top three, which is surprising a lot of people. And we just think there's so much upside because a lot of the leading color manufacturers don't have strong wetline sales and don't mm -hmm. have the consumer brand awareness that we have. So we think we're a great proposition. And uh, now that our portfolio is complete, we're, we're going to be really leading with color, focusing on okay. color, because that really is the mainstay for salons. And, and we know how important sure. service revenue is for mm -hmm. salons. So um, we're, we're extremely um, optimistic for the future when it comes to professional products. And uh, we won't rest until we're number one in <laughs> color either. No, I barely I was, rest anyway. We're yeah. I feel, I feel that from you both. I feel like, um, is there a timestamp on that, that you don't have to share, but you're five, five years ago, you made a bet, right? We did so, make um, a bet. We do have a goal. Okay. You have a wager. But I will say an important point that I do want to make too, is all of the points that we're making about things we're coming out with and things that we want to try differently. It's because we've invested a good amount of time. We've spent years. Sure. My vision was, I always plan for far in the future. I never plan okay. for right now, ever okay. with anything. That's just how my mind works. So when I was thinking five years from now, I want to be here. 10 years, 20, 50 years, I want to be here. We have spent years laying the yeah. groundwork and making very strategic moves, which at the time people might be like, that was random. But now <laughs> we're in such yeah. a strong position to do yeah. all these things that we've never been able to do before. So for us, this is really the most exciting time because now we're starting to see it come out and now we're starting to launch yeah. and share and do those fun things. So, yeah, you put in the time, you put in the work, have, right? Yeah. Quietly laying the groundwork and now we right. get to see it, which is, makes me very proud. The team is. That's the. That's the best part is when you best. sneak up on it, right? <laughs> it's time. <laughs> exactly. Okay, great. Is there anything else? Oh, Jason, anything else you want to highlight on no, that? I was just going to say, I think one of the, the, the biggest things that John Paul Mitchell Systems has going for us is, is the fact that as big as we are, we can still be entrepreneurial and yeah. nimble and we can adapt, adapt, adapt. That's yeah. one thing that we, we pride ourselves on. And I know a lot of the larger competitors, they just don't tick that way. And it's really important to us, no matter how big we get, we know that we can change on a yeah. dime if we have to, because things happen like COVID. I don't think anybody knew what was coming, but I think that's what enabled us to yeah. react so quickly because we just have owners that we can just say, Hey, we were going this way. Now we need to yeah. go this way. Is In that cool? Yeah. yeah, go. 
And, you know, my client's so open and, you know, it's, it's just a healthy environment where yeah. everyone's not just agreeing with each other. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and that challenges us to get better and better and push the envelope. So it's, yeah. uh, it's watch out. Watch out. Ooh. Okay. Those are, <laughs> those, are good, <laughs> those are good <laughs> words. I to... knew I was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it. I mean, I'd step aside, so I get it. <laughs> Um, okay, so we're rounding out down to our kind of silly quick take questions. And we might have pre-call, you know, spoil, spoil alert on the first one, but okay. you are welcome to both answer or just one of you answer. I've got four both quick questions for you. At the same time? Yes, just like okay. the first thing that comes to our head. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. This is like yeah. the <laughs> final part of Family Feud. So <laughs> All right. Bar soap or body wash? Body, body wash. wash. Okay, good. Now this one's going to be hard to say at the same time. Also, it's correct. not of this or that. Disgusting. I don't know. <laughs> oh, what are you streaming right now? Like list podcast, Netflix. Like what are you listening to? What's motivating you? Um, I just finished The Crown. Okay. All right. So did I because of Michael. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm British, so I really resisted The Crown. I was like, I don't want to watch stuff about the royal family. No, it's so good. But I got it was so good. into it between my wife. My my work wife and my uh, I know. Yeah. we hit him from both sides. He like there was. No so I gave in and like binge watched it. It's awesome. It's so good. And Ted Lasso. Okay. Ted Lasso. Okay, good. Also good. All right. Um, what is one product right now that you can't live without? That's not one of your own. And this can be like a kitchen gadget, an outdoor, like whatever. Like what are you obsessed with? My the Volo quick drying hair towel. I have oh. no time to do my hair and I can't do my hair anyway. Little known fact, I can't even blow dry my own hair. So mad respect <laughs> to hairstylist, but sorry. Was that, no, that's no, not no. yours. No, that's good. I'm just such a guy. I'm like, I what can I live without? Yeah, I love it. It dries your hair so fast that I don't really have to do much when I take that's, it. My wife would all right. Say, yeah. All right. That's water a good bottle. one. You can't live without I that I can't live bottle. without my water bottle. Okay. Hydrate. How- got a new one. <laughs> hydrate, hydrate. Uh, okay. But is there a certain brand or you'll just take any water bottle? Just anyone. Any water bottle. <laughs> as long as it's BPA free. Okay, got it. Um, and the last one, um, advice for those who want to make it to the quote top of our industry. What do you got for them? Work really, really hard, be kind to everyone, mm-hmm. and plan for the deep future, not for right now. I, I would say um find something that you really truly love doing. Doesn't matter what it is what field and just work hard and be honest. And, you know, it, that's, that's all I ever did. And it, yeah. and it worked for me. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I never went into this industry thinking that my career was going to do what it's done, but I always loved what I did and worked mm-hmm. hard, you know, and be and, a person. Yeah. Like, don't forget <laughs> to just be a person. Yeah. It doesn't matter what that's time. Solid. Just be cool. Like right. be nice. Yeah. Karma I, is very real. I know. I found. Well, any, any other parting words that I, that we'd like to capture or. No, this has been so get fun. This <laughs> is fun. You bet. So fast. Nice to meet I know. You. Yeah. yeah. It's nice to meet you too. All right, Jeff, they did not disappoint, right? How could they? With that setup, <laughs> when you're calling them the dynamic duo, like it, it's, of course they're going to be, that was incredible. I know. They were great. I loved their energy, their vibe. It is very apparent that they enjoy working with each other, innovating the space and have quite a few things in mind for the future of the brand overall. Exciting things to come from John Paul Mitchell Systems for sure. Stay tuned, stay tuned. (laughs) Be sure to hit subscribe, rate and review and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and TikTok at Read the Tees and send in questions to volumeup at thetees.com. Volume Up is a Tease Media production. This episode was produced by Monica Hickey and Stephen Jodoran. Thank you to our creative team for putting together the graphics for this episode and to Josh Landowski for editing so you can watch and listen on YouTube.